0: James chapter 2, beginning with verse 14. James chapter 2, beginning with verse 14. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but does not have works? Can such faith save him? Now here's how this is shown. If a brother or sister is without clothes and lacks daily food, and any one of us, or one of you says to them, go in peace, stay warm, and be well fed. But you or I do not give them what the body needs. What good is it? In the same way, faith, if it does not have works, is dead by itself. But if someone will say, you have faith, and I have works, show me your faith without works, and I will show you faith by my works. You believe that God is one. No, that's good. Even the demons believe and they shudder. Senseless person, are you willing to learn that faith without works is useless? Wasn't Abraham our father justified by works in offering Isaac his son on the altar? You see that faith was active together with his works, and by works faith was made complete. And the scripture was fulfilled that says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. In the same way, wasn't Rahab the prostitute also justified by works and receiving the messengers and sending them out by a different route? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. Amen. You may be seated. Dynamic, dynamic faith, dynamic faith, dynamic faith is revealed in three aspects, faith is, faith that is real, faith that has power, and faith that results in a changed life. Dynamic faith, faith that is real, faith that has power, and faith that results in a changed life. That sums it all up. And James in this passage really gives us a handle on dynamic faith and what it is and how it's expressed in a really common practical way. He talks about here at the very beginning in verse 14, he, he, again, he brings in this aspect of brothers and sisters. He says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters? Let's, let's have a little family talk here. What good is it if someone claims to have faith but does not have works? Can such faith save him? Faith and works are two parts of the same thing, two parts of the same dynamic. You can't have one without the other. And he says that, show me your faith and I will show you my works. So to have one and not to have the other is really not biblical. If you have true faith, you will be able to exhibit works. And we all understand that works by and of itself does not save you. We don't work to be saved. We work because we already, what? Are saved. There is nothing you and I can do. Cleaning church, cutting grass, spraying the parking lot, uh, preaching, singing, coming, giving, doing whatever it is. Those things are good. excuse me, and we ought to do those things. But those things in of themselves, those works, do not save us. But because if you are saved, guess what? You will do some of the works. Amen? So, we understand that works in of itself does not save us. Works is an outward showing or outward manifestation of how God's having faith in God works through us. Faith works are part of the same piece of the puzzle. He says works for works is an outward showing of our great faith. Works faith, workless faith is worthless faith. Workless workless faith is worthless. W-R-T-H-L-E-S-S. Faith. So we have to do these things together. We have to come together. And that's what James says. He gives us an example. He says, now let me show you how this works out. If a brother or sister, if somebody comes to our church this morning and they are poor or without clothes and lacks food, our faith would be in action, our dynamic faith would be we would help that person along life's journey. But here's what happens. If a brother or sister without clothes and lacks daily food and any one of us says to them, hey, glad you're here. Glad you came. Go in peace. Stay warm. Stay cool. Stay comfortable. And be well fed. But we don't give them what the body needs. What good is it? Is what James says. This person comes in. They have a need. They need food. They need maybe clothing. And we as being the good Christians that we are, we're, we have all kind of faith, pastor. We have faith, Pastor. God, I have faith. And all we tell them is, hey, glad to see you. Glad you made it to the house. Go. Be well fed. Glad you came. James says, "Uh, that's worthless faith. Because real faith is supposed to be dynamic. And what we should be doing is we should be sharing in the taking needs, taking care of the needs that are found by that individual. In 1 Timothy uh, chapter six and verse eight, he says, I will have he said, if we have food and clothing, guess what? We will be content. That's the basic needs of life. Food, clothing, shelter. And Timothy says, if we don't even what James is in, if we don't even meet the basic needs, what good are we? In Matthew 6, 31, 32, we understand this. So don't worry saying what we will eat or what we will drink or what we will or what we will wear. In the book of Matthew, it says, For the Gentiles eagerly seek these things, and our what? Heavenly Father knows that you and I have need of. We understand God's going to take care of the needs of others, but guess what? God uses you and I by the means of works to take care of those needs. Last but not least, in Galatians 6.10, says this, Therefore, because as we have opportunity, here's your opportunity to show your faith, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. We are to seize the opportunity whenever we can. Let us work for the good of all people. It ties right back into what he talked about last week about being favored, discriminatory. Because somebody may not look like we think they look, or somebody somebody might have a certain smell, that does not mean we are not to help them. We are commanded by the Bible. Galatians through Paul says, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, and especially, if especially for those who are of the household of faith. Amen? Works is an evidence of our faith. If we have faith, we will also exhibit it through our works. James goes on here and he says uh, back there verse uh, 18, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you by my, I will show you faith by my works. Now catch this. You believe that God is one. Good. But even the demons believe and they shudder. He says, if we're going to have dynamic faith, we got to live this out. We got to show that, yes, I believe in God. But also my belief in God is, it's going to be evidenced by the works that I do. Not to gain favor with God or even favor with man, but because I understand that how great God is. He has blessed me, and if I can meet the needs of, in this example, the poor man. But he says, don't take pride, don't take uh, be arrogant about the fact that you say, hey, wait a minute, I have faith. I believe. You believe that God is one. Well, he says, good work. Hey, that's good. But don't, don't rest on that. Don't think that you've done anything special because guess what? The demons believe and they shudder. Too many of us, too many people say, I believe, they believe. Well, guess what? That's nothing to really brag about because even demons believe Every time you see demons and, the, and those that are the imps of Satan and around Jesus, they always bow, they always confess, they acknowledge who he was. They knew because Jesus. they recognized Jesus to be the Son of God. Remember when he met them, the pigs, the story about the pigs and the demons, and they said, hey, wait a minute, man of God, Son of God, uh, if, if you're going to do anything to us, don't destroy us, Help. put us into the pigs. And guess what? The pigs went over and jumped over the cliff and died. Even the devil, even Satan, even demons recognize. They believe in God. They, believe in the, they know the word of God. So for us as Christians today, we don't need to take great satisfaction. I believe. Well, that's great. Good. You should. But also recognize that your faith and, and belief should have some roots and grounding in what you do believe. And I'm a firm believer that you don't know, too many of us don't know what we believe and how we believe and what we should believe because we're not rooted and grounded in the Word of God. Got to know God for who he is. Got to know who this God is that's in this book. And the best way to do that is, yes, to read it and to study it, but it's also to come to Sunday school, to come to morning worship, to come to any other, other times to learn more about Jesus. The songwriter said, more, more, more about Jesus Would I know? You can't know enough of Jesus. The reason why I know we don't know enough of Jesus is because whenever situations come into our life, if we're not rooted and if we're not grounded in the Word, we get all crazy. We forget that we serve an awesome God. We forget that faith is exhibited in great ways. He even calls the person that says they believe in Recognize that the demons believe. He calls them senseless person. It's foolish. Are you willing to learn that faith without works is useless? Faith without works is what, he says, useless. People can't see and recognize outwardly that you may have faith, but they can see what you do when you put what works into action. And sometimes those works may be inconvenient. Sometimes those works may not coincide with your schedule. Sometimes those works may be something you really don't want to do, but you do it because you recognize that to do it brings honor and glory to God. Amen? Amen? I mean, how many times on a Thursday or Friday you might want to do something, but you go, you know what, I got to do, I got to, David could easily say, you know what, i got, I got I to cut grass at the church. Well, okay. And sometimes on a Thursday, or more so Friday, he may have other things to do, but hey. Now, some of it is because we like to have a nice, clean cut. It's not we can't do it on a Thursday, but hey. But people see that. I don't know how many times people have stopped. I've been, when I'm trimming around the backside of the church or over here on the street, people slow down and say, hey, that... that how you doing? I said, I'm doing fine. So what are you doing? I said, working, trying to help get, keep this place look good. It gets you the opportunity to talk to him. Amen. He says, "Senseless person, are you willing to learn that faith without works is useless?" Then he gives us an example. Okay, how's that work, James? Well, let me show you. Let me tell you about two people. One was Abraham. Wasn't Abraham our father justified by works in offering Isaac his son on the altar? All right, come here, Abraham. Take your son, your only son. Your only son, the one that I gave you, the son of promise. I want you to take him up to be, sacrifice, to be a sacrifice. Now, we read that account, and we presume that Abraham maybe already knew what God was going to do. Well, he knew God. He, had, he was called a friend of God. So, therefore, he probably already knew that God was going to spare. He did not know God was going to spare his son. He had no clue. It's like you and I. We may know that God will bring us through. We may know that God can heal us, but until he does, and even if he doesn't, he is still God. That's our problem. God, I know you'll take care of me. God. We, we always expect God to work according to our will and not according to his will. Sometimes people get sick, contract diseases and stuff. And our prayer, it's a good prayer, is that they will be totally healed and everything will be taken away and it will be no more more problem anymore. But maybe God's will is that it won't be taken away. And our faith is going to be tested to the point that, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't understand why you're doing it. But my faith is this. I will exhibit it through the works that I do. How does those works work out? One, I will always give you praise, honor, and glory. Thank you. Every praise. Oh, people know I'm going under the knife to get operated on. People know that I'm on chemo. People know that I'm under doctor's care. And yet still I talk about how great God is. That's a praise. That's a work. Yes, you talk about I have faith in God, but people will see that even your faith is exhibited and shown by your faith continue to be in God regardless of if he does it the way you want it or not. I knew a guy who, I knew of a man who was a Christian. I put that quotation marks. He said he believed God, he trusted God, and something happened in his family, and all of a sudden he stopped believing He no longer is in church. He's no longer serving God. He has no use for God. He says, hey, you know, God didn't do what I wanted to do. I'm done. And I'm like, wait a minute. You at one point confessed and believed, and now because it didn't go the way you wanted to, you now don't believe? There's something wrong with that. Because from what I know, the Bible says, if you are saved, you are saved indeed. God doesn't save you to have you drop out. God says, everything in the Bible says God keeps you in the in his hand. You can't even take yourself out of the hand of God. And somebody says, well, pastor, he may really believe, but maybe at this point in his life, he doesn't. And he'll always come back. No. If the power of the Holy Spirit resides within you, you will not deny who God is. For him to say he no longer believes God, he doesn't trust God, he doesn't think God is worthy, is an indication that maybe something was wrong prior to his salvation. Because you can't deny God, even when you're going through the storm. Abraham was there. He offered his son, and he did not know if if God was going to, when he got ready to plunge the knife into Isaac, he did not know that God was going to catch his hand and stop him. But by faith... He trusted God. And because he trusted God, God said, stop right there. And by the way, over in the thicket, there's a ram, a lamb in the bush. I spared your son. I just want to see how, how far you would go. I want to see how, if you're willing to give the very best. That thing which is most dear to your heart, I wanted to see if you're willing to give that because you want to honor me. And because of that, guess what? He was counted to him as righteousness, being declared right before God. And also, Abraham is known as the friend of God. I'm glad God knows me as his friend. He's a true friend. You find out what a true friend is when you're going under difficulties. When everybody else is talking about you. And sometimes maybe your friend has to say some things that you may not like. But he's with you no matter thick and thin. They're with you in the good times, and they're with you in the bad times. When everybody else is disowned on you, they said, man, I'm with you. I got your back. I'm with you no matter what. That's Abraham. It was counted to him for righteousness. It was counted to him as a person who was justified. He had faith, but it wasn't just the faith that he had, but it was also how he exhibited in the work of trusting God. Then he says, oh, and then let me give you another example. Oh, Rahab, the prostitute. The spies were there. They needed a way to escape. Rahab says, oh, by the way, come on up here, guys. You can stay, in, you can stay up here. I I'll I will, I will enable you to be spared. They won't find you out. And in fact, I'll help you escape, get out of the city, and get on moving down. Because of what she did, her works was she helped the spies, the men of God. And her faith was exhibited because she believed that what they were saying about the God that they served was going to protect her. She didn't know necessarily all the things about God, but she said, you know what, I believe in what you are saying about this God. And because I believe in what you're saying, I'm going to help you guys out. And sometimes in our life, our faith and our works are shown because people we come in contact with may not know God directly, may not even profess Christ but because of what we say and how we say it shows by the works of our words that we believe in God. And because of that, they may also believe. I bet at the hospital, people always ask, Brother Miller, I heard him say it so many times. People ask him at Central State, and maybe this happens to you. People who don't really know God, don't profess Christ as Savior, would you pray for me? What is it that they see in any one of us, even though they don't come to church, even though they don't serve God, even though they believe in God, what is it that causes them to want you to pray for them? Evidently, it's by the works that they see that you do, by your faith that you exhibit. Well, you know what? There must be something about this God that they go to church for. There must be something about this God that they talk about. There must be something, man, because there is something in them I may not totally believe it, but I know that they know in a God that is able. Amen? How many of you have had that happen to you? People who don't know God, they ain't caring about God, but when something happens in their life, hey, would you put my, would you put my sister, my brother, my, my family on, the prayer, on your prayer list? Because evidently they believe that by the works of your outliving of your faith, there is something to that. Amen? He says, hey, those are two prime examples of how our faith, how our dynamic faith, faith that is real. We see it. We know it by the works that we do. Faith has power. You can't have faith and have, and not have the power of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. What? The evidence of things what? Not seen. I don't know how it's going to get done, But my faith is such that I believe in God. The substance of things hoped for. I trust that God will do it. I don't know it. I don't see it. But I'm putting my faith in God. The substance of things hoped for. Even though I don't have any evidence of how that's going to happen. I've been blessed. I've had family members in my family that have had illnesses and sicknesses. Didn't know what God was going to do. I trusted He would touch them. And by His grace, He has. But I didn't know that for a certainty. In some situations, it was touch and go. I didn't know what was going to happen. But my faith was, God, you know what? It's in your hands. You are an awesome God. You didn't put me on this earth just to leave me. Oh, it may not be what I wanted to happen in their life or in my life at that time, but God, you know something about it. It was a good testimony that Cortez was able to sing and do what he had to do. He didn't do that on his own. Oh, if, No, 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 no. The prayers of the, the prayers of the church, the prayers of the saints... I think the Bible says availeth much. Yeah. There's something about coming to the house of God and ask the saints of God to pray. By faith we pray for people, we pray for situations, we pray for whatever, and we believe because of the God that we serve, yeah. he's going to work it all out. Right. Amen? Yeah. Because that's Because that's a big ask. To have all that happens and then... Ask you to do something. And our natural tendency is to say, Are you kidding me? <laughs> what? Let's go back to James when he talks about uh, when you face all divers trials and temptations. Staying in there. Somebody says, well, yeah, but you know, we need to be forgiving. So you got this idea that this, this, this thing's just out of this flow. It's not natural. It's supernatural. If you have faith, it's because of God. If you're able to forgive, it's because of God. Whatever you're able to do, it's all because of God. I hope I get to be the mature as some of the people I have been able to talk to. They have no struggles. I go, wow, man, that's good. For me, some days are a struggle every day. I just have to ask God to help me through it. Give me strength, Lord. I have faith, and let me show my faith by the works that I do. Amen. Rahab, the prostitute, was justified receiving the messengers and sending them out by a different route. For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. It's two sides of the same coin, faith and works. You can't have one without the other. Faith without works is dead that's it that's in its simplicity we are to exhibit our faith by what we do this whole first two chapters has dealt with number one we stand confidently in and on god's word that's in chapter one chapter one in the midst of trials and temptation we still trust in god amen Count it all joy. I don't know how how you are, but there are times I'm not joyful. I'm not like, thank God I'm going, no. But the command is count it all joy. That's in chapter 1. Stand confidently on God's word. That's all we have is the word of God. And the more I have the word in me, the more I'm able to stand. Even in the midst of trials and temptation. Serve our brothers and sister, sisters in Christ. This is in chapter 2. Two things that we've talked about in this chapter. We talked about accept all members of God's family without favoritism. We talked about that last week. There are no favorites. We shouldn't have favorites. We to treat one another with respect and kindness. And then we can aid in the family of God with a working faith. People see us. You don't know what it does. You don't, not, may not know what it does when they see some of us, see us out on Wednesday night cleaning up and doing all that. You don't know what's happening. Listen, the other week, we had. last week we had a uh, game night. I've been working on my neighbor across the street. How many of you know Duck? Um, Anthony. Anthony Curtis. Okay. Him and... Gentleman Greg Stevens over here, right across the way. they Been working on them for about a, about a year or more. Uh, they came over one day, and I was at the shed, and they, hey, can we borrow some chairs? Sure, take some of the chairs, no problem. Then other times they came over and helped me carry out some TVs and stuff that we were getting rid of. But it, Anthony Duck saw me the other week. He said, Pastor, I'm coming to church. I said, ai, 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 don't say that. I said, don't make any promises. You cannot keep... Oh, no, pastor. I will be at church. I promise. I promise I'll be there. I said, don't say something that you can't fulfill. I I want you to come. I really do. But don't say that. And I said, because if you don't come... That was this past Sunday. If you don't come, I'm hunting you down. He didn't make it last week. So I was over with Greg uh, the other day. We were talking. And he keeps telling me he's coming. I'm like... I asked, don't say that. He said, you've been telling me that. He said, well, my girlfriend wants to come. I said, that's fine. Y'all can come anytime. But I said that to say this. When we were here the other week with our game night, and I meant to try to get to him to tell him to come to the game night, him and his girlfriend, and I said, why don't y'all come on over? He said, man, we saw all those cars. <laughs> he told me yesterday, the other day, he said, you know, we saw all those cars Sunday night. And we said, what's going on? I said, well, you should have came over find out what was going on. He said... I probably should have. I said, did they have church Sunday? Yes, we did. And they came back on Sunday night. He was, yes, we did. You don't know what people don't sometimes see when they, don't, they notice things. They notice that a certain car isn't in the parking lot. They notice, oh, there's cars in the parking lot on Sunday evening. What's happening? Those are the things. I don't try to berate people to force them to come to church and say, man, you need to come to church. You know how good God's been? No. They already know all that. Sometimes in our discussion, he talks about how good God is and different stuff. I say, you know what, you're right. My method is like, I get it, you work sometimes on Sunday, but on the Sundays that you don't work, you can come on Sunday morning. We get out early enough that you could be, that you could be back home and taking your nap. I said, just come, just come one time. It's all a mess. I haven't given up. He's my one. Of all, I'm working on him and Duck. Amen? That's the works of my, yeah, I got great faith. And I know God's able to do everything above and beyond. But the works that I'm exhibiting towards them is that I'm trying to encourage them to make it to the house. And I talked to them just plain. I said, listen, being a Christian man does not diminish from your manhood. In fact, it takes more to be a Christian man than it does to be just a man out in the street. Because it takes everything within me not to do a lot of things that I may want to do. Amen. If it's not for the power of God and Christ in me, who knows? Oh, but thanks be to God. That I know he saved me. And I tell him straight up, I said, Man, you know what? I don't know how you anybody makes it without God. Faith works. Two sides. Of the same coin. We have to have great faith. But we also have to have works. People need to see us. Exhibit and show. What our faith. Is like. Father we thank you for your word. James is so practical. Just so. Right down to the point. He just says hey. Show me. Faith and works. It's not just telling somebody, God bless you, but if we had the power and means to help them, we're to do so by our actions. They will know we are Christians by our love.